What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast presented by House Enterprise. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with the Lazy Eye here connecting with incredible people who have great stories to tell. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I know mental health is a topic that we talk a lot about on this show, but this week's guest has something special to do with mental health. He's an unbelievable person and has created a brand that really shines the light on the importance of mental health and supporting those with mental illness in their fight. I'm, of course, talking about John Torresinta. He is the co-founder of the No Solo brand, a Newport, Rhode Island-based brand that uh, donates 20% of their proceeds to NAMI, or the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And our conversation goes all different ways. We, of course, talk about the importance of mental health, but if you haven't checked out No Solo Brand, you have to go check these guys out. If you're a stickler for quality products, you have to check No No Solo out. If you are a hat aficionado like John and I are, you have to go check No Solo out. If you like hoodies, you have to go check No Solo out. You get where I'm going here. The products are pure quality. It's going towards an incredible cause. And John is the freaking man. Hopefully, we get to meet each other soon here as he comes up to Boston for the U.S. Open because I do want to pick his brain for some golf pointers that I'm dying to know. So without further ado, here is an incredible guest, the one and only John Torresinta. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, everyone, as we wrap up May and Mental Health Awareness Month, I am very excited to have our next guest on the show. John Torresinta is the co-founder of No Solo, a Newport, Rhode Island-based brand focused on creating change through fashion. 20% of all No Solo profits are donated to NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, in order to assist in the brand's mission of building better lives for those battling mental illness. John, welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, it's going to be an exciting hour. Absolutely. And I got to say, I, I have to imagine you're pretty jet lagged coming off of what looked like an absolutely unreal trip to Portugal and Ireland, just from the Instagram stories and the pictures. How was that trip, man? It was uh, it was exciting. Um, first <laughs> week was was work related, but there was plenty of fun involved there. And sure. the second week, we had a, we had a pretty epic um few days in Ireland with some golf and some some uh, few pints were had but uh, we're catching up on some sleep and I think we're, we're back into the swing of things so happy to be back I guess I guess I could say I'm glad to hear that I was I, I was pretty jealous of the golf <laughs> I myself am just getting into golf this summer for my friends and family that are listening to this they know I'm on like my fifth golf lesson we picked up the driver for the first time in the lesson the yep. other day. So I'm getting there. But there was there was one day where you just had the ultimate Ireland experience for golfing. I think like it looked like 40 mile an hour gusts and like <laughs> rain and everything. And then the perfect sunset on 18 or something like that. How like it what was, was that like? <laughs> it was pretty magical. Yeah, we got the first we played two days of golf. The first day was like 75 and sunny. And right. uh, we made the mistake of saying we're, we wish for some proper Irish weather. Uh, and the next day we we got our wish granted. We got pummeled. Uh, with yeah it was probably at least 40 50 mile an hour winds every raindrop in your face felt like a punch in the face it was swelling so hard and man it, it hit us hard for a little bit but then it had a, a nice rainbow at the end to kind of you know you see those sweet and sour commercials whatever yeah. it was kind of like that I was like we got rocked and then it was like all right it was kind of worth it so <laughs> I was gonna say at least you got the one good you got you got to experience that that kind of weather if you're going to go over there so I'm glad we got it not for the whole time but at least for a bit of it Absolutely. Now, are we going to see you here in Boston for the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks? Yes, I'll be up there. Uh, All right, we'll see you there then. Are you going to be there? I'm going on Saturday, yeah. yeah. Very nice. I'll be up there Sunday to Wednesday, um, and then I'm going to try and get back up there with some buddies for the weekend uh, to check it out, so... Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're excited. I've, I've, I've never been to a major tournament, so this is the first time, and I work right down the street from Brookline, so it's, I'm, I'm super stoked. <laughs> You're going to enjoy it. They're pretty fun. I <laughs> can't wait. Um, so I want to jump right into it and, and kind of uh, the no solo story here. Can you take us through the memories of that 2019 trip to Croatia while on your honeymoon, you and your wife, Sarah, thought of this idea for no solo? How did it all go down? So that the story, yeah, dates back to 2019. We got married in July here in Newport. Um, 
so even prior to that, I, I kind of had this idea to, to kind of start something of my own. I'd, I'd been working for Footjoy for a while and, and some previous work experiences. And I was like, you know what, like, I wanted to try something on my own. I, I've, I've kind of garnered some of the experiences in product and marketing. And I thought I could kind of take that into something where, um, you, you know, it wasn't work-wise, but it, it's kind of up my alley. And right. um, knowing today, you, you see a lot of brands that kind of start and some work, some don't. It, it's, it was something to, to me and to Sarah. It was like, we got to make something that has a, a connection, has a tie, has meaning behind it, not just product, because that can only take you so far. Um, so while we're in Croatia uh, on our honeymoon, we, we kind of ran into um, some locals over there and we just started talking, having conversations, being, just being open and, and kind of getting to know one another. And we just kind of, it kind of clicked that, that, you know, like kindness is transcendent. It, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. It matters that everybody's goes through struggles of their own. Um, and those struggles are relatable to so many different people. And that's kind of where this, this idea kind of came together was like this idea of like how so many people struggle with mental health. You know, I, I think the stat is one in five suffer with severe mental health, but it's almost five out of five suffer with mental health to at one, to one degree or another. Right. Um, you know, people, people go through it at different levels, but it's almost an everybody thing. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of, Sarah's background is behavior. She's a behavior analyst. Um, so she deals with uh, a lot of um, students and uh, individuals who suffer from severe mental health, but you know, uh, it's a topic that's near and dear to, to us personally, um, family and friends. I mean, I mean, the list goes on um, in terms of how many people it reaches that are connected. And, and it's not just us. There's, there's a lot of people in that same situation. And people are always looking for a way to help, looking for a way to, to kind of break that stigma, as, as it's kind of said nowadays. And because right. it, it does exist and, it, and it's there. So we kind of knew that that was the, the charity arm. That was the branch that we wanted to, to kick back to. Um, so 20% of all our profits go towards NAMI, which is the national Alliance on mental illness. Um, everything. So 20% of all, all that we sell, but then in addition, we, we do the NAMI walks every October. I shouldn't say every October cause we've only done it once cause we're only a year old, but right. that's kind of the plan. That'll be our every, every, every fall we'll do that. Sure. Um, and we run events where, um, like this, this past April, end of April, we ran like a one year celebration in Newport, which was phenomenal. It was an opportunity to kind of um, not only celebrate one year of the company, but give a little, give a little kind of nod to everybody that supported it every step of the way. And we had over a hundred attendees. We raised, I think a little over $5,000, which is donated to NAMI. Um, so all in all, I think we're up to like 16 grand in, in donations in just one year. Mm -hmm. We're already going to do a lot, a lot more than that in year two, just because our, our lines expanding, our audience is expanding, our following is expanding. So um, I'm going on a tangent. So back to oh, no. your question. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the idea was we had to tie it to something and, and mental health was it. So we did that. I mean, you think from July, 2019 to our launch in 2021, May, that's right. a lot, that's, that's almost two full years. And the reasoning behind that is we wanted to make sure we did it right. You know, you have to establish trustworthy relationships in everything you're doing when you're starting a brand, because that's the foundation of who you are. And that's the foundation of what you're doing. Um, so when, I mean, from factories, who's going to produce our product to, uh, ambassadors who are going to support and, and kind of help us grow. Like we want to have everything, everything kind of, um, uh, like cemented in and ready to go. And when, when we hit launch and I think we did a good job of that. Cause I mean, we're a year in, we've, we've seen tremendous growth in just 12 months, which is phenomenal. And it yeah. was exciting to kind of all that work behind the scenes. And then come May, it was exciting to kind of introduce it to everybody and, and get it out there. Absolutely. So on your website, I, I think you wrote this perfectly and I, I'll, I'll quote the website. Mental illness does not discriminate pure and simple, no matter your age, your gender, your ethnicity, or your bank account, nobody is immune. While this may be true, it is also true that nobody is alone in their struggles, kind of where we get the whole no solo and nobody yep. is, you know, nobody's um, solo in this. As we kind of reflect on these, let's call it past two years uh, during a lot of time of isolation, a lot of alone time, how important is it now more than ever to stay connected with those around us, to check in on our friends and loved ones and just say, you know, like, how are you doing? What's going on? Uh, insanely. I mean, it was, it was insanely important before. So if there's a word that is more than insanely, then use that. Um, right. The last two years has been crazy. 
I mean, it's been absolutely nuts and the world's been flipped upside down and, and people have, you know, you talk about the quarantine and that is literally you're alone, you're mm-hmm. by yourself. And it shows the importance of like checking in on your friends and family. And, and it doesn't take a lot. It's a, it's a text. It's a three minute call. It's just a, Hey, how you doing? What's up? Everything good. I mean, it's, it's easy. And, and sometimes it's, e- it's also easy to kind of fall out of that routine and just kind of go about your daily lives and, and, um, and, and kind of forget about that. So, right. I mean, the last two years has, has really uh, multiplied that importance of, of doing that. Um, and I, and I think, I think people have, have kind of understood it and people, people said to me, um, you know, you're kind of crazy for trying to start a brand during a pandemic. And I was like, you know what, like what it stands for and what we're trying to do, it couldn't be more perfect. I I get, you're going to, you're going to run into supply chain issues and all this logistics stuff for products and whatnot. But I mean, that's, that, that happens and you deal with it, but what we're, what we're saying, what we're relaying the message that we're pushing and what we stand for, man, it couldn't, couldn't have been a better time. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, as a, as a marketer yourself, as a product guy yourself, you, you kind of touched on this when we were talking about the kind of creation of No Solo, but from May, you know, the summer of 2019, after that honeymoon, you kind of guys greenlit the idea for No Solo, let's just say, to the first launch in May of 2021. You said there's a lot that goes into that. And it sounds like you're a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to the product idea of it. So what were some of the things that that kind of hung up that process or you really wanted to nail down specifically before posting to social media or posting to your friends and family, the products live, go buy it. Um, so two things, one was who we were donating to. We, we did a, a very thorough kind of search and, and wanted to figure out who that charity charitable arm would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nami just kind of to us stood out amongst, amongst the rest uh, in terms of, of what they do for support and education and, to kind of help those who are struggling. Um, so that was one that, that took a, a bit, you know, we wanted to make sure we were doing it right. And again, yeah, goes back to the piece where it's not like we can pick NAMI and then in a year we're going to switch and do somebody else, like make sure that that, that choice is good. So that took some time. Um, and it was a lot of back and forth emails and phone calls and, and just kind of getting that all um, cemented in. Um, so that was one. And the second, which, which is kind of a little more up my alley, um, is the product because the the whole idea of this is I didn't want or we didn't want this this kind of product where people want to support the cause and they get the product and it's kind of like and eh, wish wash like it's a hat you might throw it in your closet after you buy it for 30 bucks because you're like I just want to support the cause and donate but I'm not going to wear that right we wanted stuff that people are going to rock and people are going to be like I'll get the backward seven that Jared has. And then they try it. And then they're like, I want that in every color. Cause it's so good. Quality. So good. Fits so good. Feels good. Looks good. So a lot of, a lot of, and I say a lot, cause I mean a lot of <laughs> time went into designing and sampling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that I think that hat you have on went through about five rounds of samples. Um, and right now I think we have over eight different hat categories and most of them don't take just one or two. They take a few. Um, and you know, eight different categories times, probably four to five to six colors in each. And we have a pretty extensive lineup and, and a lot of effort goes into making sure that those people who are supporting us are going to be, um, kind of wowed by what, what they're getting, uh, if it's their first time purchase. Right. And it, it kind of comes back to customer loyalty too, in the sense where, you know, you, you kind of told the story of, and this happens a lot with, with brands or foundations come come out with something to buy to support a cause and it's a, you know it's a grungy t-shirt it's one that you wear to the gym or what, whatever but mm-hmm. then with no solo what i've found from the quality is like down to and i'll get to this in a second but just the detail is insane and it makes me want to go back and get more and then in turn i'm helping the cause even more so it's like it's yeah. a win-win and then it's a double-edged sword but more of a win-win rather than anything else exactly win-win is, is kind of how we've said it like internally between us is like we want to win because people are supporting. We want to win because people love the product. And, and it honestly, it comes down to if you like the product, you're going to wear it more. And if you're wearing it more, there's more brand awareness out there. There's more brand awareness. We're getting more donations in return and purchases. And so it's just like an overall, I don't know how many wins that would be, but that's a lot of wins. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that. Exactly. I'll take that. Exactly. I love it. So beyond No Solo, you, you talked about it a little bit. Your, your nine to five, if you will, is, is a mm-hmm. marketing specialist over at FootJoy. What aspects of that career has led you to the success for this brand? I'm assuming it's a lot of lines of 
product quality, but as well as kind of growing the brand, what sort of aspects do you find the success is kind of uh, mirroring the two? Yeah. So it's kind of twofold. One is, is um, so in product marketing, what I do now, it's, it's, I, I, I'm very involved in kind of not, not the development of product, but kind of seeing it from a blank, blank piece of paper to kind of going all the way through. So the idea is to design the sample process. Um, I work directly with the product teams on, on, um, on a lot of projects. So I get to see that. I get to see how the factory relationships work. Um, I see what really goes into it. I see timetables and how long they actually take because some, some people, you know, think that you got a design, you send it out and you get it a week later. It's a very extensive process where there's turnaround times. There's, you know, you talk about margins and all that stuff. So that's kind of the technical aspect. So the product is one piece that I was very well equipped with. And I, I think that was um, played a heavy part in, in why no solo has been successful on the product side. Mm-hmm. Um, second part is just pure marketing. Um, I don't do social media for FootJoy, but I work closely with our social media guru. Um, so he's kind of helps kind of give insight. And, and I've just always worked directly with him to, to kind of understand how that world works. Um, we actually hired somebody for social media recently for no solo, which has been um, a savior because that is a, that it, that is a time suck. If there's ever oh been one. Oh my God. I, You're preaching I, to the choir, man. I, oh. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So we ran it ourselves for the last probably 10 months. And it's just been like, man, every day you're just thinking, all right, what do I post now? What's the caption going to be? How am I going to do it? And it's just like, I have to have like four posts a week and I got to do stories and reels. And it is a, it, talk about a full-time job. That's a full-time <laughs> job inside of a full-time job. So I'm um, very excited that we have someone on board helping us out with that. She's doing a phenomenal job. Um, awesome. I love that. But, and then just marketing in general. How do you, how do you kind of, um, another leg to my, um, and the like to my job at, at FootJoy is, is kind of bringing products to life through storytelling. And, you know, what do you want to relate to the consumers and how do you want to relate? What are the, what are the pieces of the product um, and the features and benefits and, and all this stuff that's going to be appealing and attractive to, to people buying it and what, who that audience is. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly a lot. It's, it's a ton of stuff that I've, um, I've kind of learned along the way that, that I've pulled pieces here and there to, to make fit into into what I'm doing, uh, and, and where it makes sense. And it's not just one thing. It's not just two things. It's a lot, but it's, it's not always, it's not always full picture from what I learned there. It, it, it can be pieces that I'm like, well, that would make sense if I, if I did it here and did it kind of my way with my twist. Right. Right. How are you balancing the two right now? I get this question a lot and I'm not nearly a, a clothing brand as successful as, as no yeah. solo, but it's always a question, right? Like, how are you? Cause, cause, Corporate America wants you to commit 100% to the job that you're getting paid to do. And I'm not getting paid for this podcast. Like it it is not paying the bills. Everyone knows that. So I get asked it a lot. I love to ask you, how are you balancing both while making sure you're committed to both equally? So that was a big thing. Cause when I started the, obviously my nine to five pays the bills. We're we're still young and and by no means can I live off what no solo does right now. And maybe in the future, that's the case, hopefully. Um, But it's, it's something where, and and people ask me that all the time. They're like, man, you do, you work nine to five at, at the foot joy. And then you're, you know, you're doing hours at night and and before work and weekends. And I just respond like, it's, it sounds so cliche and it's not really work. If you're enjoying it, it's not really work. If it's your passion and this is my passion, this is our passion. This is something we enjoy doing. I don't mind getting home from work having some dinner and then going down to the basement, which is our fulfillment center slash our warehouse, throwing <laughs> off slash headquarters, slash-, <laughs> slash headquarters slash everything and throwing on some tunes and, and packing up a dozen orders. Like that's, that's fun to me. That's, that's, it's, I mean, I'm packing orders because people are buying because people are appreciating what we're doing. And it's, and it's this sense of no pun intended fulfillment. That's like, I mean, it's, it's what we started this brand to do. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a tough balance. I mean, I don't, I don't think my nine to five has faltered whatsoever. I mean, there's still a hundred, hundred percent effort in what I do there. And I love what I do uh, at Footcher. I get to work with products. I get to work with the marketing team. I get to work with the tour. Uh, it's, it's a fun job and it's an exciting job. It's, it's something that's different every day, which, which is important to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, this no solo angle is something, this is kind of, my baby, this is our baby. This is something that's starting from the ground up. We're a year in and we've seen pretty tremendous growth in just a year. Um, 
it's something that I personally think, and I think some individuals around me who have expressed has some serious legs and some serious potential. Uh, and I want to see that through. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a tough to balance it, but it's not as hard as, it's not as hard as having like two jobs where like they're not, neither of them are yours kind of, you right. know, like I got the, I got the nine to five, but then I got, I got my thing and this is my added to my list of hobbies. It's, it's my passion. Um, you know, if I'm not on the golf course on a weekend, I'm, I'm probably doing something no solo. So I love that. Cause I, I say the same thing. Like I've never let my, like this podcast falter my effort in my sales job or, mm-hmm. but you know, like, and if that ever becomes the case, like I need to kind of have a more of a self-reflection of like, where do I want to proceed here? Right. Mm-hmm. I know this podcast, it can't pay the bills. Like my job does. So do I need to take a break from this to go to that? So on and so forth. But you made such a good point in that this is, it's your thing. Like no one's holding you accountable at, you know, to an extent at no solo, right? Maybe your wife is, I'm sure. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every once, every once in a while. <laughs> and you got to fulfill the orders. When people order your stuff, you got to like, you got to do that. But mm-hmm. in the sense that like, no one's telling you, you must come out with this product by this date and so on and so forth. Like it's your thing. That's what I love about kind of having that outlet after the nine to five quote you know quote unquote but that's it's such a when people ask me like how did you do it or like what kind of advice would you have I just say you like all these internal conversations of like can you do it or not haven't even happened yet so why don't you just just try it and see what happens and and as it grows you know you kind of grow with it so that's what I've always said to people the word uh the word you use outlet is is kind of exactly a way to sum it up it is an outlet it's a it's it's something you appreciate and, and you only understand Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a good way to explain it. So that, that helps it, that helps the work and all the, the, the hours you put into it, make it seem like a lot less than it actually is. Absolutely. So you, you, you touched on this, no solo, just, just celebrated a year earlier, uh, this month and in April, what was the mm-hmm. biggest lesson you're taking from that full year that from the company starting to year two here today? The biggest lesson, um, I mean, I guess just being open to, to ideas. I mean, it's just a matter of there's, there's so many ways to do things and, and you're, you're running it, you're running something that's, you're building something that's never been built before. So there's no game plan. There's no to-do list. There's no one way to do things. Mm. Um, And I always, I always talk about this, but it's just the ability to, to adapt and to, to be open to, to other ways of kind of accomplishing certain things. I mean, that's, we've been approached. I mean, I get emails constantly from, you know, businesses and and people who want to help and people who are trying to to pitch me to join with their, you know, platforms and all this stuff. And silly podcast hosts that want to interview you. (laughs) Luckily you didn't go to my spam folder. Um, (laughs) No, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot and it's, it can be overwhelming, but it's, it's kind of like, making sure to read through those emails and, and understand like, you know, some of these people while, while they're just trying to hit their numbers and whatnot, you, if, if you see some people who are, uh, you know, meaningful in what they're trying to do and really want to be a part of it and, mm-hmm. you know, joining up with them. I mean, we, and, and a lot of people, friends and family included are, are, are trying to help. And, you know, while, while all their ideas might not be, be the greatest, there's some really good ones in there. And that's, that's why we have a new, uh, a new social, um, person is because of a connection and um you know my wife's cousin just understood the amount of time it takes to to run a social platform and she knew someone who just started her own kind of social agency and was really good at it and willing to work with us and that's kind of how it it started and i think uh utilizing connections utilizing those networks and just being being uh able to adapt to certain situations can can really kind of fuel that growth Absolutely. So I, I've touched on this now. One thing that I want to say about the brand and the products that you guys put out is the there is an impeccable attention to detail in every aspect, from the lining of the hats to the logo placements on both forwards and backwards, to all the way down to the freaking drawstrings on the hoodies, right? <laughs> I, like, how, how, would you say there is a company out there that rivals your attention to detail or maybe even inspired how much you pay attention to the details and we'll put foot joy and no solo as non-contest in this but is there yeah. one out there that that kind of maybe inspired this we have to pay attention to every little detail that counts 
That's a tough one. Um, I mean, given our the hats are a tough one because I mean I'm kind of a hat nerd. I have I'm getting to that in a second. <laughs> I probably have like 300 hats that aren't no solo. And then I started this business because I mean, I golf and I go get a hat at the pro shop, wherever yeah. I go, all these new courses. And I go to the, I travel and I get a new hat. And, you know, my wife's getting to the point where every hat I bring home, she's like, throw one out. Oh, I, um, had a, I used to have a hat wall. Um, and that, my girlfriend <laughs> annexed that. She, she X'd that one out real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't look all that great in the house. You got all mine nope. in the closet. Um, <laughs> I don't know that there's a company exactly that that I that comes to mind in terms of detail, but that's something that when we started this, we knew that that's a differentiator, that's a separating factor. And I mean, knowing hats and and how many I have, and I wear them pretty much every day. Um, understanding fit and quality, and, and honestly, details which translates into the apparel. Again, our power line's not all that big yet, but you'll see some more stuff coming down the line uh, probably later in the summer or fall. Um, just knowing details make a difference. Details matter. People people notice them. And, you know, it's just putting that extra little bit of effort into the design up front um, that can make a difference. Like what you said, like you just pointed out five details on the two garments you're wearing that that clearly stood out to you and clearly, you know, are, are probably going to aid in, in kind of getting some more colors and and wearing that stuff more because it, it makes a difference um, in the apparel stuff. I guess if I had to kind of compare, um, we're more of that lifestyle-y, you know, we got hoodies, crews, long sleeves, we got um, t-shirts, another kind of hoodie silhouette coming later this year. And um, probably like a Lululemon type of thing where the quality is insanely good. Um, the details are insanely good. The fit's insanely good. Um, if I had to pick, I'd probably say something along those lines where it's, yeah. we want people to just wear this stuff because it's comfortable. It's cool. Like the logos aren't overpowering. You're not no. hearing this and, and kind of yelling. Like it's, it's very subtle, but um, understate, understandable. So understated, but understandable, I think is kind of how we, we wanted to put it. Um, so yeah, I guess Lululemon, if I had to choose one, but. Um, that's I usually say, say that's usually a good pick. That's usually a good. It's, pick. A, it's a good pick for sure. No, and sure. I and I'd agree. Like I was when I got the package, I was like, okay, he gets it. There's a logo on the front and the back. So if I want to wear this forwards or backwards, it makes sense. You can see it from both angles. On the hoodie, mm-hmm. there's a chest, an arm, and a and down on the waist. So it's like wherever you're looking at me, you probably see the brand. And I'm getting, I know I'm getting in details here, but I think it's cool. And I think people should talk about this stuff. The hoodie itself yeah. is a very, like we're wearing it right now. It's 65 here in Boston. I'm sure it's beautifully like 60 degrees and coastal breeze. Newport, <laughs> brag yeah. about it, but like, it's a perfect summer hoodie. Like maybe I don't wear this right away when it turns to 20 degrees, but if I'm on the, if I'm on Newport's, you know, if I'm on Newport's beach during the summer, or I'm down on the Cape, like it's definitely a hoodie. I'm going to pack to wear to the bonfire or whatever. So like, yeah. I, like, I'm like, I was like, I, he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it, I mean, a lot of the stuff we make, I mean, hats can be worn kind of whenever you want, wherever right. you want. We got the baseball hats that me and you have. And then we got um, winter beanies for when it kind of weather turns down. But I mean, the apparel's the apparel's meant to be versatile. It's meant to be able to be able to kind of wear it wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I play basketball a couple of times a week, every morning. And I, a bunch of my friends show up playing basketball in this thing you see it at the gym you see it downtown at the bars you see it it's it's amazing every place you see it it's it's not necessarily similar or what it's meant for it's just meant to be a hoodie that's kind of a go-to that's kind of um you know when when you have 10 hoodies in your closet what what makes this stand out that you're going to pick this one and rock it instead of something else so yeah. again out of those details down to the comfort down to the simplicity but what kind of boldness of it Hoodies and hats. That's like my kryptonite. That's my entire freaking closet. So I got to ask, though, you said you have, you, have about, you have about 300 hats or so, give or take. I was going to say mine rivals yours, but I don't know if I have 300. I think I did at one point. I think there was like a couple that my girlfriend was like, you don't wear this one. You like, there's yeah. no significant value to this. There's no sentimental value to this. I was like, all right, we'll get rid of it. But do you have a, a favorite style of hat? Like, is it the mesh back snap back is it the is it the golf style hat like do like i i'll give you mine and i'll tell you what i'm leaning more towards in my favorite style these days but i wanted to ask you what's your favorite style of hat mr okay I have, I have i have two that i kind of go to um okay. everything i wear pretty much now is snapback or leather okay. strap 
okay. which the leather strap you'll find in our OG and the snapback is pretty much everything else for the most part, except yeah. for the trainer, which is Velcro, but right. um, snapback and um, leather strap. I don't, I don't really wear the, the kind of dad hat a lot mm -hmm. anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I did have, and uh, you've probably seen from my Instagram, I just cut off about 12 inches of hair. Yeah. I was so, going to say this interview was going to look a little different or a lot different. Yeah. So it's, all, it's all gone. It's all trimmed <laughs> up and pretty. And believe me, I didn't, I didn't do it for your podcast, but I know, I know I saw that. I saw you, you donate. Did you I, donate the hair? Okay. I did. So I donated about 10 inches um, to locks of love. Well, uh, we did it. So at the fundraiser at our one year party, yeah, I said, if we can get to $2,000 at the 50, 50, I'll, I'll let my wife cut my hair. So right away, a couple of friends just jumped up and made that. She probably made put that. in some money right away too. <laughs> I think she did. I think my mom was there. I think she put in a little bit. Um, I think there was a few people just wishing for that to go away, which they made it happen. Yeah. Um, Your boss. So honestly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with a, with like a head of hair, it's a different fit. So I, I, I kind of went more towards like the trucker. I love rope hats. That's, that's a, I'm a sucker for rope hats. Um, Imperial makes a very good one. So like when I go golfing, they're in a lot of shops. Um, so I, I wear, I have a lot of those in my closet and I wear a lot of those, but I also love our rope hat, the Newport rope, no solo. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this one, we just kind of got, hasn't launched yet, but will in a couple of weeks, but it's kind of like a pinch front where it's yes. like a panel front, That's um, but back. So it's, I mean, if you just asked for one, I gave you about four, but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm going to about to give you four or five. So <laughs> I, I wear them all. So let, let's hear yours. So I'm, I'm, I've been a mad sucker for rope hats recently. I think it's something about this. I think they're very summery. Um, obviously I told you I'm getting into golf. They're very like golf friendly. Um, so like, like Imperial makes a perfect golf hat. It can, it can sustain good sweat. Uh, Melon makes an unbelievable hat. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those guys, but oh, yeah. I, I have so many of theirs. I, I love the pinch front kind of like almost like a trucker, but not, not like, bass pro shop is i guess if you yeah. know what i mean i like those but that I wouldn't say that's my favorite i like the curved brim i'm starting to move away from like flat brim i remember when i was a kid i was like fitted nike you know like the fitted new yeah. york yankees like yeah. flat brim kept it as flat as i could got yeah. it all the way down you know what i mean like that was my yeah. that's how i used to wear hats but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, i've like i've really kind of strayed away from the dad hat that was like college me i guess i don't know but um yeah. and i like I really like your trainer hat. Like I think those are perfect for the golf course too. And I think just like, or the gym or whatever, because they're light. And I, I wear, I wear a hat when I work out nine, you know, a hundred times out of a hundred, because I can't, yeah. like, my hair is not nearly as long as yours or not nearly as long as what it used to be, but you're yeah. so right. Like when I get, when I start wearing my hats and I haven't changed the snap on it yet, you can tell like if I have more hair, it's starting to fit tighter. And I like hate that. Mm. It drives me yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's honestly, that's why a lot of people I think went away from fitted. Fitted aren't as, as in as they were when, when we were younger. Right. Um, Cause I was the same way. I was a seven and eight fitted. I get the new era Red Sox hat. So yes. I heard you're Yankee. So we can talk about no, that. No, no, later. no, no, no. I'm not Yankees. I was just using, I grew up in SoCal. Okay, so okay, I'm okay. And I'm a Boston transplant. So I'll go Red Sox. Okay. They, okay. They're kind great, of great. mediocre right now, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, we don't have any fitteds in our lineup, but uh, one is I think that trend's kind of going away uh, yeah. is partly the reason. Number two, it's impossible to, to stock inventory. You have to buy so deep into so many different styles. A snapback is a universal fit. I mean, we do have two fits. We have a regular fit, and then we also have an XL fit, mm. um, which, which we just introduced a little bit ago. So that's, that's kind of the two options, and that, that'll fit any size head um, between the two of those. So, I mean, you think about, you think about having two different size fits or like, I don't know what, six and three quarters to eight, like, and then stacking that in colors and styles. It just, it, it becomes, becomes a headache. So yeah, two reasons for that. But I, I think, I think the offering we have is, is pretty damn good. So we'll, we'll stick to that. Yeah. I like the, I'm starting to like the leather strap too, a little bit more, but then like the, the, I get the dad hat fit. I, whatever they strap back, I think is what they're mm -hmm. calling it now. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, I'm a big hat aficionado. So I'm glad we could have this conversation and you, and you get it. You know what I mean? Like, this is not I a type totally, of conversation you can have with everybody. <laughs> I totally understand. I, I'm picking up what you're putting now. I love that. So, <laughs> you know, no solo, you know, it, it's a brand that has been spotted on some pretty big names in the sports and entertainment industries, NHL players like Nate Thompson, Victor Hedman, Colin White, 
former pro golfer, Chelsea Lynn Pizzola and bachelor alum. I have to shout him out because I know people who listen to this show will <laughs> be excited to hear this. Ben Higgins, right? Yeah. As someone who's worked in the industry that does a lot with celebrities and athletes, what is it like to gain the exposure for this brand with names like that? Um, it's, you can't measure it. It's, it's, in, it's incredibly important for us. And I think, they, I think the, the people associated with us understand that. I mean, a, a post from, from Ben or Victor or Nate, like that goes so far for us, a brand that's just starting, that's growing, that nobody really knows about yet. And you're you're pumping it out to millions and millions of their followers. That is that is huge. I mean, when when these guys are posting, like that's that's a lot of our our audience and, and who started following us is because these guys or girls are posting about it, and then people are like, oh, what's no solo? Why is why is Chelsea and Brittany and Natalie and Nate and Victor? Why are they all? What why are they posting about this new product? Right. Uh, you know, and and it's it's pretty cool to see that authentic growth and. and people just kind of want to be a part of it and want to follow the journey. And again, we're, we're, we are young, we're one year into this thing and, and there's, there's a long way to go. Um, but it's cool to see how far we've gotten with, with just, um, you know, the, the, the stable of ambassadors we have now. I mean, they've been fantastic. They're so willing to help and willing to, to kind of do whatever. And it doesn't take a lot. We, we don't pay them. We can't pay them. We don't have, we don't have funds for that right now. I mean, all right. our money kind of, right now is regenerating into the business to help it grow. Um, and whether that's in the marketing space or product or, you know, whatever, that's, that's kind of where it's going now. So it's just kind of being repurposed, but they don't, they're not even asking for that. They're, you know, we reached out to them and, and granted we had connections to them through someone. So, cause it's very hard to, to kind of um, get through to some of these, these individuals who probably Absolutely. have thousands of messages a day from random <laughs> people. So to kind of like make sure that it's getting there and, and whatnot, um, their willingness to help has been amazing. Um, and it's done, it's done such good things for our brand and we're beyond appreciative of, of everything they've done and continue to do for us. And it's cool to establish those relationships and just become friendly with these people and, um, understand that they're behind what we're trying to do and what we're trying to, to push. Um, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And, you know, especially on the, the athlete front, right? Having worked in the field as long as you have, in your opinion, right? For those types of athletes that, that talk about, that take the time to talk about mental health, that talk about the importance of mental health. And I'm also thinking of names like Naomi Osaka, Kevin Love, Michael Phelps, and hundreds of more, right? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. scratching the surface with those three names. Sure. When, they, when they decide to open up and talk about the importance of mental health, why is it that society's first instinct is to call them soft? Or you talked about this in another interview, or like, you know, man up, right? Or, or mm -hmm. tell them to just shut up and play. Why is it that all that they're trying to do is open people's minds to this thing that, to your point earlier, affects five out of five people in some degree? Mm -hmm. But when they talk about it, it's like, you, please, we don't have time for your, your soapbox here. Yeah. I think it's just, it's that stigma that still surrounds it. I think we've made as a, as a kind of global community, a, a lot of progress in the last, last few years, last five years. And I think yeah. you see a lot of people, a lot of athletes, a lot of uh, entertainers kind of speak up more than they did before. But I think there's still that stigma that people aren't used to it. People aren't really that accepting of it. And, you know, it's, it's sad to see, but I think there has to be, um, some positive perspective on it because it is making a difference. And, and you know what, is that saying that um, any kind of pub is good pub? Um, I think that kind of falls into that people are talking about. It, and while some people might not agree, I think every time it happens um, more and more people understand and more and more people are, are seeing that, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And you can express yourself. And um, I, I think it's pretty brave of, of what a lot of these athletes are doing kind of, being vulnerable and putting themselves out there mm -hmm. um so yeah i, I mean it's 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 got to become more normalized it's got to it's got to be more frequent it's got to be more talked about i mean you see on espn and whatnot all these physical injuries that are talked about every day but you don't see mental injuries you don't see mental struggles that people go through because it's not you can't physically see it uh doesn't mean it's not there so right. i think there's progress but i think there's a lot a lot to be done a lot to be said about it absolutely you think of like when someone's out of a game and it says personal issues or, you know, personal reasons, it's like, 
like oh like you know what like it, it just i always mm. hear like especially in boston if there's a if there's an individual that we despise more it's the guy named kyrie irving uh you know like if he had personal reasons to not play a game part of it was probably the covid vaccine but like it just goes back to like i i think you're so right in that like people are are starting to open up about it and when people you know when athletes like the names i mentioned or others decide to open up about it hopefully it changes one or two or three of those minds and it might take those types of baby steps to get society on board and we're never going to be 100% right no one's ever going to be like society as a whole is never going to be 100% for mental health awareness but i think it's it's those types of colossal people that have taken those strides you think about like Simone Biles from the past olympic games it's just it's insane how like i'm so thankful that not everyone but a lot of people were very open to her stepping away from the competition just to focus on herself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's exactly it. I mean, it's, I'm a diehard Celts fan and, and, you know, like <laughs> basketball fan and football and uh, kind of all Boston sports to a degree. And, and, you know, it's, you do see that. And while you're such a fan, you, you still got to understand that, that these, these athletes, you know, while they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars, they're still human, they, you know, yes. they still, they still go through things and, and, um, as much as you want that superstar to play in that playoff game, you know, if, you know, you don't, you just, you just don't know, you gotta, you gotta be understanding. You gotta be um, compassionate with it. And um, I think that's what, that's what it's, it's been kind of leaning towards and that's where we're getting to. But again, it's, there's a long way to go. I mean, it's, it's very obvious, but like you said, if, if someone speaks out and it changes a few minds, continue to multiply that and then we'll, we'll get to a good place. You're never going to have, like you said, you're never going to have, hundred percent of the people behind you. No, hundred percent of the people in this world are never behind just one thing. There's opinions, there's whatever. It's always going to be different, but if you can change that number for the better, um, then we should be all right going forward. Absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll kind of end this part of the conversation with this. Like it, 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 I wish it could move away from the money side of that conversation, meaning like, well, like it's the games on, like, I'll talk about the Celtics, for example, like, if, if Jason Tatum tomorrow night decides I ain't playing because Deuce is sick, right? Or something like that. Or I, I'm, not feel, I'm not feeling well mentally. Like, also, the people, like, it won't be talked about, but the people at ABC, the people at ESPN might be pissed off about that, right? Mm-hmm. The same way that happened to Simone Biles at the Olympics. Like, people are paying to watch Simone Biles compete at the highest level in the highest degree of difficulties and so on and so forth. Like, I just wish that portion of the conversation would move aside and it never will because this entertainment industry, the sports industry is, is all about the money, but it's, it's something that like, I wish that wasn't always the first part of the conversation is like, well, you know, like I paid all this money to see LeBron or I paid all this money to watch this. It's like, okay, but like you're, you still get like, if you paid for courtside seats, it doesn't matter if LeBron's (laughs) there, if I'm playing the game for God's sake, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a hard conversation to have. And, and again, that comes down to opinions and, and what people want to think and what they believe in. And, you know, some people will never agree with it, no matter what, you just kind of got to, you got to agree to disagree, you know, Absolutely. everybody's entitled to their own opinion and, and kind of, um, you know, what they want to think and how they want to think it. And, and if people want to think a certain way, you just, you accept it. Um, but it doesn't, doesn't mean you got to change your opinion and, um, you know, things you do and things you want to see change. So couldn't agree more. So back to the brand here. So we talked about the goals that you had for year one and the lessons that you carry here into year two. But my question here is when I text you a year from now and ask you if you've accomplished the goals for the second year, what were those, what would those goals be? Um, I mean, first and foremost is an easy one and, and it's probably not, it's probably very broad, but just continue to grow. Um, and whether that's bringing people on board to kind of help the company grow, whether that's extending our ambassador platform, um, I can already tell you our product line is going to extend. So that's, that's a positive, um, you know, operationally, I think we're in a good place for a year in, but, but there's things that can improve. So it's, it's little things, it's not huge things. Um, but there is talk with, with myself and Sarah and, and a few others on how no solo can get to that next level. You know, it's, we're not just going to be products forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, product's going to be an angle of it, but what else is it going to be? And there's a few ideas floating around. Um, I'm not going to let you in on any of them just yet because it's not a lot of polish, but you know, what, what's that next step? What, 
you know, product's good and, and it's, it's flowing and we're, we're creating cool stuff and people wearing it, but how do you, how do you push no solo a little bit farther? Um, how do you make it more interactive? How do you make it more um, like consumer friendly in a way where people want to be involved? Um, what does that entail? I think that's something that we're, we're brainstorming a little bit. So I don't know if that can be done in a year, um, but to have some progress on that is, is a goal of mine personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, continue to make cool shit. I think we got some <laughs> cool stuff already. Uh, I want to keep making some cool stuff. I want people to, like we talked about earlier, to, to buy the stuff because it looks great uh, and continue to wear it because it looks great and continue to wear it because they know they're supporting uh, a cause and, and wearing it with a purpose. Um, I guess those would be kind of the main three for me. I like that. Can I float an idea? Maybe this yes. is maybe this uh, is one of the I'm ideas, all, but all you in. don't have to disclose if it is or not. Okay. I'm all, in. all right. I'm thinking a no solo golf tournament at some point. It has to happen, right? Like yes. your background, it just has I feel like that's like a no-brainer. All right. So you but then it's get, like sponsoring so- a whole or like a freaking whole thing. And then we're, you know, obviously the proceeds would go to NAMI or you know. Things that like I I can see it now. Like we got the products lined up. We got you know closest to the pin gets this. All that type. I'm I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's happening next year. I'll, I'll okay. give you a little more than that. So we did the one year celebration this year, and we did a local spot down in Newport, um, right? Town, which was fantastic. They they did amazing and, and hosted us, um, hosted us and all the attendees um, phenomenally. So. The idea is, is next year, there'll probably be a golf tournament, golf event that precedes that. Um, mm-hmm. So like anybody who golfs and wants to be a part of it, you can do that. Um, we'll have a bunch of fun stuff out there. We'll have swag there. We'll have, see if we can get some of the ambassadors to show up for that one. Um, mm-hmm. And then afterwards do like a hour to hour kind of, whether it's a dinner or just some light apps and do, do all the prizes and raffles and stuff afterwards. Cause that's kind of what the the party this year entailed. So an idea of mixing that a little bit um, is where we're thinking. I think, I mean, you're, you're spot on golf, golf makes the most sense. And a lot of, uh, a lot of my friends would, would jump on board right very quickly. And I think a lot of other people would too. I feel like I would too. I feel like I definitely need to get better, but I definitely would hop on it. I mean, you got to hear that's, that's a lot more lessons, a lot more practice. You'll be, you'll be in prime shape by then. Oh, I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope you're <laughs> <Okay>. right. <laughs> but i just yeah that would be that would be an absolute blast it could be you know a perfect day down in newport so there you go there's my idea for you but i i I had a feeling that was already in the works so i like i like that for one i like that for an idea for sure all right perfect but but i get credit so that we'll just put that in the vision board jared got credit for this okay well awesome john this has been an absolute blast we do have one final question for you that we ask all of our guests and I'm going to hit you with it. And I will say you're the first guest I would say in about a month that didn't get this pre uh, interview. So take as much time as you need. It typically is a longer thought out question here, but if okay. you were to write your autobiography today, what would be the title of it and why? If I was to write my autobiography today, what would the title of it be? I mean, can I say no solo? You absolutely can. It's your autobiography. I can't. I don't make the rules. I. I mean, I guess I can. I. Um. Yeah. No. No. Is that a lame answer? No solo. No, it is not. There's no such thing is as that a lame. All we answer. talked about for the last hour. No, that it's not um, a lame answer. <laughs> um. Actually, no. All right. So okay. I'll twist it a little bit. It would be. It would be nobody goes solo. Would be the title of my autobiography. And it would be about, obviously about me, because that's what an autobiography is, um, but about the journey. It's selfish, isn't it? No, I'm just kidding. It's so selfish. But it, it would be about the journey and all the people I've met. And hopefully when I'm writing this years down the road, it's a success journey on No Solo and everybody that helped along the way and everybody that was a part of it and just the whole idea of community and, and being together. So that's what my autobiography title would be. That's a perfect answer. There we That's go. A perfect answer. I right. do have actually. I actually. It's not that lame. No solo. No. Right. And no solo. And, and no solo wouldn't have been lame either. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like it's not lame. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a safe answer. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't like. I don't it's like not safety. lame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got one more question for you though, actually, because I was thinking about. Can you, dead or alive? Who's your? And you're in the in the foursome. Who's your top? Like, what's your golf foursome? Your your ideal golf foursome. Ooh, ideal golf foursome um 
I'm not going to pick any professional golfers. Oh no, I wouldn't I, either. I'd get absolutely I, demolished. I, I work with a lot of them. Actually, no, I would. I'll pick Tiger. Okay. Tiger fair. would be one. Okay. I guess that's one. Um, Justin Timberlake would be two. And uh, Bill Murray to lighten the mood. I love that's a that's a great one. That's I think that's those pretty, are that's a pretty good force. I think there's some good chemistry in that foursome too. And you got good banter. You got a lot of you got a lot of yeah. industries. You got you know a lot of talking. Yeah. It's not you know exactly. I don't know how much golf will be played, but you definitely got a lot know. of talk. <laughs> exactly. As long as I get to play with Tiger, I'll be all right. There you go. Awesome. Well, <laughs> John, this has been an absolute blast, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Keep up the amazing products and the amazing cause. This it, you guys are the sky's the limit for no solo for sure. I, I really appreciate that. This was, this was awesome. It was a fun hour. This was great. It was, it was fun to kind of talk all things, no solo and, and product and whatnot. I appreciate you, you having me on and uh, on behalf of us at no solos, we say thank you. So uh, continue doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. So a big thank you to John for coming on this week's show and sharing more about his story, more about the, the story behind no solo and I mean, this guy does it all. What he does for FootJoy, what he does for No Solo, what he does for NAMI. This guy is incredible. I was so blessed to have this man on the show. And again, I just can't say enough good things about him. Be sure to go follow No Solo on Instagram and all things social media. I'll link it all in the episode notes of this week's podcast. You can go check out John on social media as well. But that does it for this week's episode. As always, thank you all for the continuous support for this podcast it would not be where it is today without the listeners so i want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart be sure to go follow us on instagram and and tiktok at normal guy lazy eye we do have some incredible merch for the golf season i know golf was a topic of this week's episode so some q-zips some hoodies some great polos t-shirts hats you name it go check it out again all things will be available in the episode notes of this week's podcast that does it for all my shameless plugs I'll see you all next week with another great episode.